There's that song we all know and love. Blau und weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo meine Lieben, wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einziger Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Let me start off again by thanking you for tuning back to our show. Schalke fans are some of the greatest fans in the world, many of whom speak English. This pod aims to bring the latest from the Royal Blues, talk to the English-speaking fans of the club and get their point of view across, and bring you game highlights. We'll also pick out articles on the club and talk a little bit about them. I won't be doing this alone, this podcast. Joining me again, Jack Mangan is back. Welcome back, Jack. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, how was, uh, how was your weekend? It was great. Would have been a little bit better with a Schalke victory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, you were you were minutes away from getting um, the correct scoreline, and then uh, we'll get well, we'll get into that and what happened there in a little bit. Um, yeah. So, um, how's the weather in Chicago? All right. Pretty nice today. I hear some snows coming up. I hear some snows coming up. Don't say that. <laughs> Say that. <laughs> I love snow, but I know I don't get we don't get Midwest snow, so I really sh- I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> All right, so uh, get on in the, the, the podcast rundown today. We're gonna recap the game against Cologne. Um, we're gonna get into an article we uh, we saw on Amin Herit, and then um, give our predictions for the Gladbach game coming up next week. All right, so let's let's take it away. All right, so this game, um, you know, after coming off of a 4-4 thrilling tie against uh, Dortmund, it's not often you could say thrilling is a, for a, to describe a tie, but um, given what happened last week, I, I can say we both are uh, ecstatic about the result. I mean, it, it could have been a lot better, obviously, with a win, but well, considering what happened in the first half, uh, I'll take that. I'll take that draw. How about you? Yeah, if you could ever say that a, a draw was thrilling, that would definitely be a match for it. Uh, yeah, can't believe I'm that excited about it, but given the circumstances, uh, definitely felt more like a win than a draw. Nah, no, that's that's definitely the truth. Um, and so coming into this game, it was natural, I think, that uh, you're playing you're playing your biggest rivals, um, and it was a very very gut-wrenching game because, I mean, it took, took a lot of, out of both teams. And so it's natural that there would be a setback possibly. Um, there's always there's always that risk um, come the game after having a little bit of a letdown. Um, and so the team they're going to play against is a team that's been a, a bogey team for Schalke, if you will. Uh, Cologne seems to have uh, always get Schalke's number. And, um, you know, luckily for us, they're sitting at the bottom of the table. So maybe there wasn't too much to worry about. But I guess we found out that that's not the case. Um, the game was a little bit more, a um, little tighter than I wanted for sure. Um, I mean, the game started out well in the first half. Uh, Max Meyer in the 36th minute, uh, he, he sent a pass into Konopolyanka, who headed it on. Um, Kalajiri got there just before the goalkeeper and then slid a pass back to a wide open teammate. Dortmund and 
has broken down curl. Schalke one, curl nil. Nine minutes before half time. Guido Bergstaller scores in an empty net his sixth goal of the season. Uh, that's a good way to start the game, despite how being how tight it was. Um, what do you think? What do you think of the play overall? I mean, it, was, it seemed like it was like a little bit of a pinball out there, but uh, we got the goal. Yeah, one of the first instances I think of Max Meyer um, with a flash of you know really some really good game for him. But you know, nice little spell of possession there leading up to it. He kind of did a little flop, chip pass um, into the box, and we, yeah, kind of flipped it on to Kellen Curry would be the next run from the end of the box. Uh, he kind of came face to face with with the goalkeeper and kind of. Pulled to the left, and, and luckily Bergstaller had followed in and made a run himself, and he was able to receive the ball. It was put across from Gallagher uh, and just tap it in. Yeah, no, no doubt. It was, a, it was a nice play overall. Um, and for those of you who are curious about the lineup who, who didn't get to see what it was, um, it was pretty much a standard lineup, uh, Ferriman and Nett. Nastasic was actually um, – well, yeah, Nastasic was playing because Kia Carrer was on a, a red card. Um, or what was it, red card or – Accumulated yellows. I forget what it was. He's suspended, right? Yeah, yeah I had to wait in the starting lineup. Also, you uh, to see uh, Reed starting. Yes, yes. Uh, Franco Di Santo was on the bench, and so that made both of us happy. Um, Goretzka was on the bench again, uh, but and McKinney started, uh, but Goretzka would not see on the bench very long. Um, so yeah, so end of the first half, Shocker up one nothing. Things are looking okay. Or a goal up, but not uh, not exactly uh, like I said. It was it was a little too tight for my liking. I mean, yeah, definitely tight tight score. We would have liked to have a couple more in there. Uh, I think if you if you look at some of the opportunities we had early in the first half, whether it was uh, you know the cross, it was in the first minute, maybe off the mm-hmm. free kick, where uh, you know this, uh, Nalo and Nastasic were almost both unmarked and somehow both missed it. Uh, and then a little bit later, Bergstaller had a, a chip while with the goalkeeper that was off the crossbar. A couple opportunities early to score. Didn't take advantage of him. Would have liked to have opened up a little bit larger of a lead uh, prior to that Bergstaller goal. But what can you do? Yeah, that's true. And then, uh, you know, what we do, what I did notice is um, Amin Harris was starting to come to the forefront of the game. Um, he's uh, he's he was on the bench for a little bit earlier this season, or through the middle part of the season. But he's he's been he's found his way back on the team, especially after last week's performance. Uh, so it sounds like he's taking the game by the horns and uh, trying to run with it now, which is good because he's feeding our attack. Absolutely, he I mean, he was basically taking on and beating players that Billet seemed like for, for most of the first half. He was easily our brightest player. Looked dangerous every time he touched the ball. He was causing you know his own fits all first half. Absolutely. Um, and so, like I said, that's how that's how the first half would end, 1-0. Second half, um, Cologne showed um, a lot more impetus in trying to score the second half. Um, it's they're unfortunately for us, they're uh, they got on the scoreboard off a set piece, actually a free kick, um, and when the the pass came in, ball bounced around, and Seru Girassi scored, and that was in the 50th minute. Uh, a little bit of sloppy play on the set piece there defensively, huh? We're not. That's not something we're used to seeing. Yeah, I think it was actually intended for maybe somebody else. It came in a little bit yeah. closer to the edge of the box, and uh, I forget which Cologne player that was, but I know I think Caligari was involved there. Um, it kind of bounced between them. Not, neither one of them made significant contact, and it ultimately fell to Grassi, who uh, was kind of unmarked and was able to put it in. 
I mean, he definitely did well to, to score. I mean, give him that because it was a nice little side volley on a, on a bouncy play that, like you said, it was intended for somebody else. Um, but being how that was, the game the game was tied one one at that point. Um, and like my prediction went out the door when that when that happened because I was predicting the three nothing scoreline. Um, you had predicted predicted two one last week, so at this point I'm thinking, okay, well, I think Shaw can get another goal. I'm fine with it. A win is a win. Um, yeah, you were a bit more after that. <laughs> I, I feel like Schalke tend to kind of play to the level of their competition. Yeah. Very you're right. No, you're absolutely right. Win, but I did figure he maybe a little bit tighter. But. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. And it, it seems like they play up to their opponents and play down to their opponents. And it's uh, unfortunately, you know, if a team who wants to has Bundesliga uh, title aspirations, you have to play at the same consistent level at all times. And, you know, can't let these teams, these bogey teams. has been a little bit. Hasn't necessarily reflected uh, how they've been playing. He's going to total is. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you want to be consistently in the Champions League, which is what I think everyone would agree Schalke should be. Yes. Potentially, if you want to go on and then challenge, you know, a buyer for a title, these are the kind of games you have to find a way to win. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so, I was curious. I wonder, uh, as always, when, when, when something happens negatively against Schalke, I'm, I'm curious what the manager will do in the situation. Clearly, Tedesco was interested in a win, not a draw, and he brought in Goretzka and Mbolo. Um, and, and it definitely made an impact in the game because the team had a lot more uh, attacking impetus in it. Uh, definitely with Goretzka because he seemed to um, he seemed to give you something that, uh, that, that Schalke were missing in the first half a little bit. I mean, I think he won a free kick within a minute of when he came up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, he's a phenomenal player, phenomenal talent. Uh, Never going to complain when he's on the pitch. It's been good to see any getting minutes because uh, he definitely needs that. Yes. The young players develop, but Perez is at the point where he is somebody who can. He's, he's a star. He's a stud. Um, He's a game changer, so always good to see him on. Yeah, so when fully fit, Goretzka should be playing at all point at all times because he is the best player on the team. Yeah, and then also in bowl as well. We talked about DeSanto a little bit last week. <laughs> there, there might be better options. That, you know, it's good to see him on and. Um, and Bolo as well, uh, another young player who had, has the ability, has pace, he has, you know, he's a little bit more dribbling ability, more mobile than, than DeSanto, and, you know, played a couple nice crosses in, so a lot of attacking options that uh, you should be seeing more of, and we were able to see some of those in the second half. Yeah, and, you know, it's, a, it's two things with, uh, with strikers. Uh, if they're a savvy vet, they don't necessarily need the, the pitch time. They, as long as they get on, they become a super sub. Uh, but youngsters, they, they need the pitch time to get better, to develop, um, and Mbolo is definitely in that in that case because uh, he's still a young guy and he needs to learn how to play the Bundesliga. Come from uh, Austria or Switzerland, sorry. His development might have been set back here a little bit because that long. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of off to a promising start and took him out for the rest of the season, so it's good to see him getting back on the pitch a little bit. Well, that man you just mentioned, Mbolo, he started to play in the 72nd minute, slid a pass to Guido Bergstaller, Bergstaller on the touchline. He found our man Amin Herrett, who made no mistake about his goal this time. Against 
Yeah, just kind of a one-two all the way up the pitch between Embolo uh, and Bergestaller. Embolo uh, ultimately kind of towed it forward. Uh, nice run off the shoulder by Bergestaller. Uh, finished somewhat acrobatically. <laughs> kind of took the first touch into the box. Uh, good to see him get on the score sheet. I know we talked about this a little bit last week, but where, um, you know, he's been the right to be contributing to the game in a lot of ways. Maybe that final missing piece was his goal scoring. Um, so it was excellent to see him you know, get on the score sheet today. Uh, hopefully it's not... Yeah, it's 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 a funny thing with goals. Um, you get that first one in, and then they start dropping like buckets. And it seems, uh, hopefully, uh, this is what is going to be the case for Harit. I would not complain if that was the case. <laughs> Neither would I. It would be nice if uh, some of the other guys got involved too, and then we started scoring a lot. But that's being greedy, you know. That's me, whatever. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately for us, well, that point is 2-1 for us, and, and uh, things were looking good, but they would not last very long. Um, around the 75th to 77th minute, that man, Benjamin Stambouli, who had an unfortunate game last week against uh, Dortmund, even though he did some well in that, um, he did have bad in that, he did play bad in that game, and uh, continued this game, he took a handball in the box, and at first, referee wasn't sure what to call, he went to VAR, and awarded Cologne a penalty kick. Um, and then who would step up? Well, the guy who scored against Arsenal, a penalty kick situation, the guy who scored the first goal of the game for Cologne, Seru Girassi. Has the chance to score for a second time this evening. It's Girassi! Cologne have equalized for a second time as they look for only their third point of the season. And this striker, this young man, who has had his critics this season has put in a brilliant composed second half display. That, uh, yeah. So, did you think that was a penalty? Uh, seeing the replay? Yeah, I think it definitely was. I mean, imagine that. Cologne getting a VAR in their favor. <laughs> not going their way. So, I mean, obviously not happy about the conceding a penalty, but it was good to see some justice done there. Kind of unfortunate because I think the volley from Garassi wasn't going to be anywhere near on target. It looked like he was kind of skying that one over the goal. But uh, Stambouli's hand in an unnatural position. Yep. Did hit it. Uh, definitely the correct decision. So, you know, no complaints there. And as you said, you know, Stambouli done a pretty good job, I thought, uh, since Tedesco has put him kind of in that back three. Yeah. Uh, but the last couple weeks, a couple unfortunate plays that have cost us big time. I mean, he made up for it a little bit. Later against Dortmund with that long ball to to Bergstaller, but here he sees a really unnecessary penalty. Yeah, I mean he he shifted from a midfielder to a defender, and he did that transition very well. Uh, but maybe the last couple of weeks he's been pressing too much, or I don't know. Maybe teams have found a, a weakness in him that they're trying to exploit. Uh, it was an unfortunate handball yesterday, and I do agree with you that it was a handball. Um, at first, I thought, no, well, the announcer, the, the in-game announcer was saying, oh, it hit off his head. I'm like, okay, okay, definitely. Then I saw the replay. I'm like, oh, no, that definitely hit his hand. I was like, okay. And it'll be interesting to see now that uh, Sausage has kind of been involved the last couple games as well, whether or not um, Stan Bully will lose his position to either you know, Tilo Kerr or Nastasic and whether or not that back three is going to be shaking up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like uh, We're both thinking that maybe if Stan Bully came out, it would be Tilo Kerr maybe shifting to the right and Nastasic standing on the left there. Naldo definitely is going to stay in the center. He's going to stay on the pitch. He is, uh, he's, our, he's definitely our catalyst defensively and also on set pieces. Um, it's funny because you were just saying how Cologne has been kind of shafted all year on the VAR and 
and many people have actually been saying that Schalke have been super ben- you know, super uh, lucky on the VAR this season. So it's kind of ironic, I guess, that Schalke get called one against them and, and Cologne finally get one for them. So yeah, that's how it is. That's it does, doesn't it? It's football. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, game is two two at this point, late in the game, a quarter hour to go. Dominico Tedesco clearly trying to get a W still. He brings on some more attacking prowess in Schoff, Alexander Schoff. Um, Schalke kept pressing. They couldn't They couldn't quite get that third goal. Um, they got a little bit of a, I guess, fortunate red card for um, for Cologne. And I don't remember the player's name off the, top of my hand, off the top of my hand, but he got a red card in the 93rd minute. Osaka. Yes, Osaka, yes, uh, for simulation. I, it could have been either way. It was Istanbuli again, stuck his leg out, and uh, his leg was definitely out. I don't know if there was contact, but it was, I mean, it was a dive, so that's what he got called for. He got a second yellow. Yeah, it was one of those where it might have gone either way. I, I didn't get a good look on any of the replays that they showed what there was contact or how much there was. It looks like uh, there might have been contact on Osaka's foot, never been Istanbuli again. Yes. Yeah, headbutt. Headbutt. Uh, <laughs> hey, a little Zinedine Zidane moment there. Yeah, a little bit. So I think we were uh, probably fortunate to end up with them getting a red card in us. But uh, I think it was late enough in the match where it didn't really affect too much. Yeah, considering that, like you said, Goretzka should have been probably sent off. Um, again, a 2-2 result in this game. Um, would you say as a fair result? I mean, obviously we wanted to win in this game, but I mean, considering what happened in the game, how how much we got lucky, I think. Um, I, th- I think at least 2-2 was a fair result. What about you? Yeah, not as convincing as the defense. We've been accustomed to seeing the so far this season. No. You know, in the VR decision, it was the right decision. Can't really complain about it. Uh, yeah, probably a fair result. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, really unfortunate for us not to get a goal on one of those opportunities, either from, you know, that Nolan Nostasic heading situation or that Burks Dollar chip, I think, on a different day. One or both of those probably would have found the back of the net. This might be a different story, but uh, you got to take your chances when they're presented to you. We didn't do that necessarily, and um, probably can't get a point about this result. That's right. So, you know, at least they got a point out of that. If you look at the, at the current standings, let me pull that up real quick. Uh, table. So, with that point, Schalke move up to 25 points. They remain in third place because they're still only one point behind Leipzig. Uh, that's because Hoffenheim gave it to them with a 4 nothing game there. Um, so, if you look at the standings, first place, Bayern Munich, 32 points. Second place, Leipzig, 26. We are in third with 25. Gladbach on our heels with 24. Hoffenheim has now moved into fifth place with 23. And then our rivals... Dortmund at 22 in sixth place. <laughs> They're starting to get a little colder. Cold front coming through, huh? Oh, man. Well, um, and then some news happened after the game. Um, despite getting a point against a, a top a top of the table opponent, Cologne did end up firing their manager. Um, let me pull up the let me pull up the slot right here. Peter Stoger was uh, let go uh, despite, you know, I mean, the team has been playing poorly all season. I mean, 
they've been been very unfortunate, very unlucky, but still only three points this this point of the season. They're they're at the bottom of the table. Um, Stefan Ruthbeck will uh, take take over until at least uh, Christmas break. Uh, we knew this was coming. I mean, I, I thought maybe he would have got at least a couple more weeks with the draw to, uh, on Saturday, but it was. It, I mean, it was, it, it was, the writing was on the wall. Yeah, a little bit of strange timing, uh, given that it was a decent performance against the Shaka side that's been pretty good this season, but you know, only three points right now. Uh, we're approaching the halfway point this year. You can't get played about it. It's unfortunate to see that Shaka has done a really good job getting. Uh, getting Cologne promoted and then taking him into Europe last season. Um, definitely a shocking sort of reserve, uh, reversal of fortunes this season so far. And, I mean, sometimes these things just kind of become a financial decision, if nothing else. And you got to stay up in the, in the Bundesliga, which is you know, where they should be, if we're being honest. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. It was one of those things. The writing was on the wall. Uh, would have liked to see it work out better for him after he's accomplished with the club. But uh, changes have to be made. Cologne cannot be sitting with. 11 losses. <laughs> no, no, I, definitely not. Um, you know, speaking of, since we're speaking of trainers, uh, I did see this documentary called Trainers. It's about Bundesliga, Bundesliga two managers, you know, trying to make it to the, to the Bundesliga. It's a, I saw it on Netflix. Uh, you should check it out. It has a, it has a manager, follows the managers of uh, uh, Heidenheim, uh, FC St. Pauli, and who was the other team? I don't remember the other team, but uh, it's a good documentary. It gives a good insight into uh, what the managers are going through. Uh, talked about the academy and you know, what Tedesco came out of and stuff. So I, I think it's a, it's a it's something you should you should you should check out for sure, and also the listeners. Man, this would be a good time to mention that we are sponsored by Netflix. That's <laughs> <laughs> a joke. We are not. Uh, but you can you can sponsor us if you want. Yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> Uh, so, Schalke fans, what did you make of the game? Uh, send us a tweet at SO4 underscore podcast and let us know. All right. So, we talked a little bit about the game. Um, I want to read, talk about this article that uh, we read. It's on. It was actually on the Bundesliga website, um, and it was about... Our man Amin Harit, um, the, title, the title of the article is Shaka's River Derby Warrior. Um, it goes into talking about um, basically what we talked about last week, how you know, as soon as Harit came into the game, he was an instant impact offensively for the team. Um, he, got, he got his first goal of the season for, with them. Um, and then he also, you know, he, he did get injured in the game through uh, Gonzalo Castro with a vicious foul on his calf. You know, we both saw it. It was a bloody, bloody calf, his sock with a hole in it. Um, and you would think it would take him out of the game, but being that they had no more substitutions, he willed his way back in and and find a way to get Chalka that advantage of one man, the 11th man, because uh, uh, Dortmund were down, down one to give the advantage. So... Him coming back in the game, his gutsy performance, Shaka eventually did get the draw. Um, we talked we talked about this last week, but uh, to talk a little bit more about like what Harry, Harry provides this team, um, both in that in that derby game, but also just in the season overall. Yeah, nice to see him get a get a feature on Bundesliga.com. Maybe he'll get another one after this performance. Yeah. As he said, and as we said last week, gutsy performance from him, but he changed the game when he came on. Um, he's an X-Factor, like, like we mentioned. Uh, so many different things he can do. He can take people on one-on-one. He's got great off-the-ball movement. He's got pace. He's 
you know, we take out a pass here and there. Now we're starting to get on the score sheet, uh, you know, a little bit. Uh, it, yeah, it got the injury uh, last week against Norman. Looked like a bad one. He was bleeding, socks cut up. Uh, did not think he was going to be returning, but he found a way to get back on the pitch. And that was huge to kind of help us maintain that man advantage after Obama Yang had uh, had that crazy stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, and then today, just, I mean, easily the man of the match. As we said earlier, just seemed to be beating Lone Blair Pavel whenever he wanted to. Uh, incredibly uh, our marquee sign, uh, summer signing is what he kind of was, and he's showing why. And hopefully, there's a lot more to come. Yeah, and like you said, I I agree with you that uh, I think he was man of the match uh, today at Cologne. He was everywhere. He got another goal. Um, it just seems that you know, like you said, he takes he takes players one on one. I mean, he, sometimes two defenders or three defenders come at him because he's he's that good with his feet and he can find the open man. So having that X factor on the pitch helps because anytime he can draw even that second or third defender over, it just means one or two players are, are open and that'll that'll lead to an advantage when they when they're trying to attack down the field so um i'm glad he's on the team like i said like you were saying earlier i agree with you that he needs if he can get that scoring touchdown um he's gonna be super dangerous not only in the bundesliga but just overall um and i can't imagine how good he feels now going to the world cup too that just boosts his confidence even more yeah we'll see if he uh, gets on that world cup squad i wouldn't be surprised if he does think he's putting in performances like this uh he it looks like he has the makings of you know potentially a a star in this league. Yeah, yeah, and, and they'll probably need him because uh, in, in Morocco's group, you have uh, Spain and Portugal, so any attacking talent you can have, you can get because I think they have Riyad Mahrez and a couple other guys over in Morocco. I think, I think Morocco's favorite to get out of there. <laughs> Only in Morocco. Cristiano Ronaldo. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, it, it's good to see Harit. Maybe Harit saw the article on Bundesliga.com and, and before the game, that's how he got inspired and played even better. Um, yeah, so it, it, he's a very important player for Schalke, I think. And the more, just kind of, just like, you know, the younger players, like we said, Mbolo and, and McKenney, he too needs to get on, on the pitch more. Um, because he needs his confidence to grow even more. He's already a confident player because he's going one-on-one against these players with the trickery and whatnot. But the more time he gets on the pitch, the more time he scores, even more confident he'll get and more dangerous he'll become. Yeah, it's something I think should be starting. Um, as we talked about last week, and you've seen him in there today. Uh, we have a lot of promising young talent right now. And we only should get better with time. You know, especially when you consider that we might have well, like Max Meyer or Leon Gretzka leaving, uh, you know, you get pretty thin. And it's good to see these guys coming through and, and showing something, providing a spark. What do you think is the best position for Amin Herrett on the on the pitch? I mean, probably what he's been playing for the most part. Uh, kind of central in kind of a camp, second striker. Right. I mean, he spent a lot of time on the wings today as well. But uh, I think we have players... That can, that can cover that. I mean, I, I guess every place can come to the right at times. Yeah. The wing, I should say. Um, but, but I do think we have other players who can potentially fill one of those spaces. You know, you saw Shuff with a little cameo today. He was looking very good. Good to see him back on the pitch. Kind of the end guy I thought was excellent today. Yeah. Uh, trying with his best Aaron Robin impression. <laughs> I can't say that. He, like, he cut in and just a shot like five times in that match. Uh, we'll let's see him finish one, but... 
Uh, yeah, I mean, he's a Harit is a versatile player, and I think that's part of his appeal is that he can, he can kind of slot into some different areas on the pitch and, and be effective in, in all of them. Uh, that kind of versatility be, makes it harder to drop you from the side, and you know it, it can it can help your team be more fluid going forward because people don't necessarily have to be in rigid positions on the pitch. Um, you can kind of go with the flow to some extent. Uh, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if he actually settles down into a certain area, but uh, he does seem to kind of bounce around a little bit. And, and Harit is he's technical, he can use both feet, so I think ultimately, I mean, or eventually, um, when he gets that confidence and gets even better and matures, he'll probably be able to be like a rover almost where he can play anywhere on the pitch. He just like goes them around because he'll be, he could play on the left hand side, he could definitely play centrally, and definitely could play on the right, so. Uh, I think if he does get better, especially with the goal scoring and, and, and the assist, um, I think maybe eventually Tedesco could let him roam around a little bit more. Um, but then again, Tedesco does have um, you know certain game plans that he tries to employ, employ each game. So uh, I guess it depends on the coach ultimately. Yeah, sure. Uh, all right. So, Chalka fans, what do you think about our man Amin Harry? Uh, send us a tweet at SO4 underscore podcast on Twitter and let us know. Before we wrap up, it's a little matter of a game against fourth place Gladbach. Um, Gladbach only said one point behind us. They have uh, virtually identical records. Um, they've come in, you know, Gladbach did lose today, which is the reason they did not pass us in the standings. They lost, uh, or, uh, they lost 3 nothing to Wolfsburg. Um, but before that, they had been on, whew, they probably lost only one game in since October, I think. So they were on a pretty hot streak. Um, so they're climbing their way up the table. They're a very dangerous team. Uh, they have the likes of uh, Hazard on their team. And uh, who else did they got? Um, trying to think. Herman, uh, Fabian Johnson, the way that we definitely know. Um, Zachariah. They're a dangerous team. Uh, what do you what do you think about this game against uh, Gladbach coming up? I, I think that we're going to need to see a return to the defensive form that we showed earlier in the season. Um, six goals conceded now in, in the last two games, and that's not really the pace we were on prior to that. I think we had conceded maybe uh, like you know, 10 in the first 12 or something along those lines. Um, yeah, Gladbach is dangerous. Just saw them knock off Lyon two weeks ago. Um, you know, disappointing loss to a mid-table Wolfsburg side today, but. Not a team to be underestimated. They're sitting in fourth right now. Uh, Got to bring our A game. Yeah, like like you said, uh, we only had to give give up ten goals. You got that right on the right on the button uh, before the last two games, and they are definitely a hard team. If uh, any team that can beat Bayern Munich uh, on a fairly consistent basis, it seems like they're, they're the bogey team for for Munich. Um, so any team that can do that, you definitely have to keep your eye on. And they're one point behind you in the in the, in the standings. So I agree with you that. Schalke need to get back into playing more defensively, be more compact, because um, if this becomes a shootout, it may not end the way that we're going to want it to see. So uh, definitely, definitely, comp- the guy's going to be more compact in the middle. And if that means, who would you like to see start in the game? The same lineup that we had last game, or would you make any 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 changes? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think one of the questions, as we said, maybe be whether or not Stan Bowie. Is, is playing, but in terms of the midfield, it's a, it's a really difficult situation. I, I don't think you can drop Max Meyer. Max Meyer yeah. 
<laughs> since Tedesco has moved into that whole industry, so Tedesco deserves a lot of credit for that. Uh, Max Meyer today, or I should say yesterday, really, um, 98% pass completion or something along those lines. Yeah, he's been like that all season, too. Oh, since he's... Yeah, he was great. He was great. So I, I don't think you can drop him. I think the question really in the midfield is, do, do you start Goretzka, do you start McKinney? Um, if Goretzka is fully fit, I think you probably start Goretzka. Um, yeah, I'm not disappointed to see McKinney getting, getting a run here. I think it's important for his development, as we said earlier, but Goretzka is just a better player and a more dynamic player, and he's a game-changer. McKinney is, is a solid holding midfielder who you know, shows offensive flashes at times, and he's definitely a, a workhorse and, and an engine in the midfield, but uh, yeah, I think those would be the changes I'd be looking to see what actually happens to Stan Pooley and then getting Goretzka back in the starting okay. lineup. I did like what Stesper did with the attack today, though. Um, not taking on Santo again. <laughs> I just feel like we have more dynamic options up front, and you saw some of that again in this game against Cole. No, no, I agree. Um, I think, you know, start the front three again, just say, oh, the same way you did last game. Um, Harid definitely brings something to the game that, that, uh, DeSanto does not. Um, and he also brings goals that DeSanto does not. Um, it seems like. So, um, in the midfield, in the midfield, uh, like, like you were saying, I agree with you. If, if, if Goretzka is healthy, put him to start him in the game. You can bring in, you can bring in McKenny later if, if you need it, if you need to, because if, if he runs at a juice or whatever. But Goretzka is the best player on the team. He is he is also an X factor because he he's also so good offensively. But he he also can he also can defend. You know people forget that he started out as a you know just a central midfielder. Now he's more of an attacking midfielder. Um, Max Meyer for sure. He's a lock in that position. I think now ever since in that ever since he became uh, a, that new role, he's been dominating like you said. And he he gets Chaka out of tricky situation. His calmness, uh, his vision. Is he never? He's never. He's never pressured. It seems like. I mean, even when he's pressured, he doesn't. He doesn't react negatively. He 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 just everything's slow motion for him. He finds the open pass every time, and you need that, uh, especially when you're trying to play defensively, because uh, any any turnover can lead to a counterattack and, and a possible goal. So, I heard the game commentator on the, on the screen I was watching mention that Max Meyer has been watching game tape of Marco Verratti over PSG. Um, Don't do that. <laughs> like, I know. To me, it's a great sign that he's taking it seriously. Yeah. Um, I mean, why shouldn't he? Why shouldn't he? It's definitely given him sort of a second win here at Schalke when he was really not being selected all that often last season. Um, that's good to see. He's playing well, and he's watching tape, and he's studying, and he's taking his new position seriously. And I think the, uh, the sky's the limit for him in that role. I agree. And if he, if he wants to look at any kind of uh, game footage. You should also look at Sebastian Schweinsteiger when he got went from the winger and then moved back into a defensive role because he he became a, a, a fixture in the German lineup because of that new position. Um, so that, that's that's awesome to hear that that you know he he he's he's actually watching tapes and trying to find other people to emulate uh, who he thinks he can he can play like. Um, so that's that this shows his dedication and his uh, his commitment to the to the to position and the team. Um, and then. The only other thing I would only this only other switch I'd make or switch I'd make I guess I would say is um I probably at this point take Stambouli out, bring Kara in, put him on the right, and then have Nastasic play because uh this maybe maybe all he needs is a, as a breather if 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 uh, Stambouli can just sit sit back for one game at least and take a refresher try to see maybe get his game his focus back uh, maybe that'll just do him better than and then staying out there and trying to work through it. 
<clears throat> All right, so prediction time. Do you have any uh, predictions for the game? <laughs> well, I'm not going to go 3 0. Like, <laughs> Maybe I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, Gladbach. And we're at Gladbach. Yeah, they've been, I mean, they've been a decent offensive team. They haven't been necessarily uh, As I said earlier, I think I, think I would like to see Shelby go more, not more defensive in terms of you know, our goal production, which needs to probably be at the level that has been in the past couple of games. But we, I think we need to find a balance between um, you know, finding a way to, to put in some of these goals without getting these draws and conceding as much as we are. So I'm going to go with a... Well, if you're gonna go 2-1, I'll go 3-0. No, I'm kidding. Uh, no, um, I think, I hope Shal could get back into playing better defensively. That is my hope. Um, and by playing better defensively, they may have to uh, give way to some scoring opportunities. I'm gonna go with uh, a 1-0 victory for Schalke in this game, uh, hoping they can shut them out at their home. Uh, it would be big because this is a like a very important game team that's right behind you, one point behind. Um, and any points you can get, any wins you can get to try to keep up with the two teams ahead of you uh, is is what you'll need to do. Um, and Leipzig has been playing up and down so far the last month or so. So if you want to try to catch them, this is as good a time as any. So I'll go one nothing. <sighs> All right, Schalke fans, what are your predictions for the game against Gladbach? Send us a tweet at SO4 underscore podcast and, and let us know what you think, who the, who the winner is going to be, if there is a winner. All right, I think that's going to wrap, wrap it up this week. Um, you know, keep tuning in each week as we'll bring you the latest from the Royal Blues. We want to thank Schalke, Fox Soccer, and the Bundesliga for providing us tidbits for our podcast today. Um, we'll send a tweet out of the article we mentioned on the Amin, Amin Herrett. Uh, it's definitely a good read if you want to relive uh, the River Derby, River Derby craziness that was and uh, the heroics of Amin Herrett. Uh, definitely check that out. If there are any topics you would like us to discuss, send us a tweet at SO4 underscore podcast on Twitter. Um, Jack. Thanks again for coming on, man. Uh, it's, uh, it's always great to have you on. Uh, your insight is appreciated. I, as we saw a tweet last week uh, of, of fans uh, thanking you for being on. Yeah, well, thank, thank you once again for having me. It's, it's always a pleasure. Always a good time. Yeah, yeah, we'll have to do, we'll have to do this. Uh, maybe we'll do this on a regular basis here. Um, any uh, any shout outs you want to give out to, or anything uh, anything you're hoping for this week coming up? Uh, besides the shock victory, uh, not not really. Uh, here's a random shout out: KU basketball off to a strong start. Gonna switch sports up on you a little bit. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, but uh, beyond that, if you wanna catch my my sports musings on the Twitter machine, JM Mangan is where you can find me. Nice, and be sure to give him a follow. You uh, you won't regret it. Um, once again, I am your host, Richard Carmen, and you can find me on Twitter as well at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N. Until the next pod comes, stay ready, and I'll be with you soon. Shoos.